0: I've been walking through the Christmas markets this week in Manchester, not like most people, because I'm trying to get from the town hall meetings to my office and back. We're doing the town hall refurbishment project. Um, So as I'm trying to rush through, there's all these people who are kind of looking at the floor, looking at the trinkets, looking at each other, just basically standing in the way. I'm I'm Scrooge at the christmas spirit because i want to get to my meeting and i can hear the gongs going on the clock i need to get there and these people are just wandering around when tim said he read from uh, colossians 3 and bases exhortation around that i picked up this message version of it and verses 1 and 2 say if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with christ <coughs> act like it pursue the things over which christ presides don't shuffle along eyes to the ground, absorb the things right in front of you, look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's the theme for today, look up and be alert to the things going on around Christ. We're going to share some time, it's going to give us some thoughts, we're going to have hymns, we're going to share a meal, all being well later on, and we're going to say prayers as we enter a conversation with our Heavenly Father and with Jesus. And as we do that just think in your mind spiritually to look up and be alert to what's going on around christ we're going to sing about it now taking off our old self singing about all all about jesus and what he's done for us in i am a new creation so stand up please and we'll join in (laughs) this stay standing let's pray together praise be to you father for being a gracious and merciful God who looks at us as your creation who looks at us as all the potential we have to be and not the reality of who we are father help us to reach to you to look up and see your son jesus particularly at this time of year when the world talks about Christmas when there is an opportunity to show your love to tell the story in a way that prompts people to realise the true meaning help us to be filled with your grace and mercy towards each other as well to live out a life of love Proving to everybody around us that we hold Jesus at the centre of everything we do. Amen. So we're going to have our second hymn now, still on the same theme of focusing on Jesus. The angels recognise that Jesus was the bringer of peace to the world, the centre of God's purpose for everything, for all creation. So we're going to stand and sing, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Thanks, guys, and thanks, Liz, for helping by selecting and giving options for hymns today. That was very much appreciated. So Tim's going to come and speak to us in a minute. But first of all, uh, Judy's going to read um, from Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3.
1: Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honour at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, the things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behaviour, slander and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature, renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are Jew or circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. He lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to god with thankful hearts and whatever you do or say do it as a representative of the lord jesus giving thanks through him to god the father wives submit to your husbands as it is fitting for those who belong to the lord husbands love your wives and never treat them harshly children always obey your parents for this pleases the lord fathers do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged Slaves obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done, for God has no favourites.
2: A very good morning, brother and sister. It's thank you. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to see the room so full. What a what a privilege it is being here this morning. My excitation this morning is um, probably a bit of a strange one. You probably never heard anything like it before, probably never given anything like it before either. Um, my new job um, I'm kind of self employed now, but i'm looking at self development and trying to expand my life into different roles and so I am um, trying to develop myself into a better more open minded um more rounded type of person and listening to people who are have this as their speciality it's amazing how many exhortations come straight out of their mouths and how much of their thinking we can take on. So this exhortation, it's, it's, it is so fitting and so well-rounded mm-hmm. that I have learned so much in doing it and that I want to pass it over to you because I think it is so valuable for us all. For example, there's a brain, we just think of it as a brain, but in actual fact, there's two parts: there's the subconscious and the conscious part. Now, which part do you think actually runs our lives? the conscious or the subconscious? Hands up, who thinks the conscious? Well, who thinks the subconscious? Yeah, I'll sit down. I might as well. Really, yeah, That's right, the subconscious, the, 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 the big bit that deals with all the, the breathing, the heart beating, the, the directions where we're going, what we're doing. And so the conscious part, the, thing, the bit that you would think would actually be the important bit, hardly has a part to play in it. For example, when you're on a motorway, who actually remembers the last three junctions that went past? And yet, you're driving along, you, you think you're in control of the car, and yet one part of your brain's gently thinking about what you're going to say, what you are had for tea, what you're going to get for tea, and yet the big dumb bit at the back, the, the unconscious part, is quite happily driving your car. And yet we have no memory of it. We all think we're safe drivers. So... What does the conscious part actually do in the running of our minds? I think it's a bit like the the switchboard operator, the telephone, the, the admin person in an office that is fielding the calls, keeping the, the sales calls away from the chief exec. Now, I've been doing a bit of work for Julie in her business recently and part of my job is answering the phone. And it's amazing the calls that I get. It goes along something the lines of, good morning, gentle touch, how can I help you? Oh, hi, it's Johnny, I'm from Pharmaceutical Limited, can I speak to Julie, please? Is she expecting me to call? Oh, yeah, 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 I spoke to her last week. I don't remember that call. Who do you say you were ringing from? Oh, Farmers Weekly Insurance. Um, no, I don't think so. Just, just drop me an email. And, and that's how the conscious part works. It is filtering because the subconscious part, of the back, that has to deal with all the breathing, the heart beating, the movement, the digestion, the where we're going, what we're doing, etc. The, the P, the conscious part, is constantly filtering what is accessing the subconscious part of the back. So when we talk to people, when we meet them in the street and we hand them a leaflet that says, "God's good news on or, or anything, they've already made a decision whether they're going to take it or not. Did you know 99% of all decisions are made Within a second, within, with no factual basis whatsoever. So when you say, Hi, can I talk to you? No, thank you. I'm not busy. I'm too busy. I'm not interested. Can I? Th-? No. They've already decided without knowing what on earth you're going to talk to them about.
3: So how do we get through? How did Jesus get through to us?
2: When someone says, when when, when you finally corner somebody and they say to you, "So what do you believe then?" and you think, "Oh heck, now then, this is me one chance. I better make it count." Do we go something along the lines of, deep breath? We believe that God created the world. as Adam and Eve were the first people. They fell from grace. The Bible is the inspired words of revealed to holy men. Uh, that God spoke to men called the prophets of the ages waiting for the birth of his son um, who by the way didn't exist other than in thought until he was born at Christmas, the only Christmas was actually in September, not in December and that he was a very good man, he turned water into wine, he could walk on water he ha- healed the sick, he raised the dead uh, and, and he was crucified and raised from the dead and he was raised and now he sits in heaven with God waiting for the time when he's going to be returned to the earth this time's king and they go Huh and that's so typical, isn't it? Because we're talking to the p, the little bit at the front that's got its filter up, and it says, No subconscious, you you don't want to know this it's far too complicated. Don't worry about it,
3: so when Jesus talked. When Jesus did his,
2: he never once on the scribes and Pharisees on an intellectual level. He could have knocked spots off them, he could have proven to the oomph degree that he was the Messiah, proving passage after passage, saying this up, that up, the other. He talked through the P to the subconscious, to the people who actually want it to know. So how do we talk through the P to the subconscious? Well, there are some ways, and this is what I'm going to try this morning. There are two types of excitation, long and short. Upbuilding and instructional, or just plain long. But I hope that this is going to be short, upbuilding and different.
3: There are two types of people in this world. You're listening, aren't you?
2: And that's the exact point. There are certain key phrases that cuts straight through the, con- through the conscious part to the subconscious, because you're waiting to see what I'm going to say next. Because you want to be in the favourable camp. You want to hear what I'm going to say. You're thinking, oh, like, am I going to be one of these? So what I'm going to do is base my exhortation on, there are two types of people in this world, which I hope will give your mind chance to expand and to listen.
3: There are two types of people in this world, male and female, and I think most of you fit into one of those. Both created equally. Woman from the side of man
2: not from his head that she rule over him nor from his feet that he rule over her but from his side that they may go through life together as equals experiencing things together. Both are equal
3: in their own rights different. But
2: harmonizing. Both have different roles, but adding to the same. You must have different parts to attune to get the melody. Both different, but both making something beautiful. The middle C on a keyboard can't say to the D next to it, Oh, I don't need you, I'm the most important one here. Paul picks this up in his letters. That the eye isn't more important than the ear. The foot isn't more important than the hand. We all need each other. The Christ, Christ needs the church. And we all need... Sorry, the church needs Christ. And we all need each other.
3: There are two types of people in this world. Those who are the people of God... And those who aren't, which ones are we?
2: Right from the Garden of Eden, there have been two types. The sons of God and the daughters
3: of men. After that, there were the children of Israel and the others, the rest of the world.
2: And then the Jews and the Gentiles. And then Christians and what's referred to as the heathens, the other people. Now, dare I say, down to today, those who have a living faith and those who don't. All throughout God's working with mankind, He's been looking for and working with a people. Who want to be his people. Not just are his people, but want to be his people. And you can see how through the ages, various groups have turned their backs on him and rejected
3: him. Adam and Eve. Then the children of Israel. And then the Jews, when Jesus was alive. Are we going to reject him? Of course not. There are two types of people in this world. Those who are alive.
2: And those who are dead. That might sound very strange. But there are some people who are going through the motions of living. But without God and Christ in their lives, they're empty husks, a living dead. But the sad part is they don't even realize that they're empty. They chase a world of money, a world of possessions. Of material happiness, trying to fill their life that should be filled with God, filling it with noise and froth. Charles last week talked about the chasing of wealth and the perils that go with it.
3: Where's Charles? Is he here? Is he now? Don't you think
2: that riches are pointless when we're in the kingdom who needs a five thousand pound or even a hundred pound rolex watch or whatever when we have eternity to spend what point is a watch when we have immortality who needs a fancy suit a savile Row, or anything along those lines when we're clothed with the robes of of whiteness? Who needs a fancy car when we can move throughout eternity like the angels do? Who needs money when there's nothing to buy?
3: I think the lesson of chasing
2: wealth is one of, it doesn't matter, none of it matters. Be prepared to leave it all because none of it counts for anything. There are two types of people in this world. Those who are saved and know it and those who don't even lift up their, don't even think past the end of their noses that they might just scrape into the glory established from the foundation of the world for them. That is so sad.
3: (laughs) So sad. Missing out on so much. There are two types of people in this world. Chickens and eagles. Thousands of people just
2: going about their business, scratching away to make a living. If you think that's cruel, is that any better? All right, they have the sky above them, but they're still scratching at the ground. They never look up. They never look up to think of what else life might have to offer them. Or the eagles that soar on huge wings high in the sky enjoying the freedom that Christ
3: gives us. The
2: problem with life in schools, colleges, colleges, Universities, workplaces, everywhere in this life. Full of chickens.
3: People who surround themselves with other chickens.
2: When one of us wants to soar, they pull us back down. Full. Oh, why do you want to be different? Why do you go to church on Sunday? Why do you want to? Why do you want to read books? Why do? Why can't you just be like us? Are we that bad? Are you, why are you so different? Oh, it's dangerous up there. You can imagine a chicken saying, oh, why? "It's high up there. You might fall. You might get sucked into a jet engine of an aeroplane. It's much safer here on the ground. Just be like us." And yet, an eagle. It has none of those worries. To be a follower of Christ, we have to be different. You don't see eagles sitting in bushes or pecking the dust of the earth. No, they soar up to 15,000 feet up in the air, soaring on the thermals. And we should be like that scouring the horizon for the coming of the kingdom, watching for the signs that are coming, not stacking around on the ground where we don't recognise anything, where we're watching Coronation Street, neighbours, bloody blood, filling our life with noise and froth. We should be sobering, watching the horizon for the coming of the kingdom. And you see why chickens live in large colonies, but eagles live almost a solitary life. We read in Colossians 3 verse 1. Since you've been raised to a new life with Christ. And we have been. We have been raised to a new life with Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Where Christ sits in the place of honour at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven not the things of earth. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill our lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to him through God the Father. Does that sound to you like chicken talk or eagle talk? That sounds of someone positive. Someone looking for the things to come. Who's up there? Who's soaring like the eagles? Not scratching around on the earth for an next bit of ripping corn. And that is us. We have been raised to new life and we set our sights on the realities of heaven. What I'm trying to do is make you realise that we, of course, thanks to the grace and mercy of the Lord, and I'm not taking that away at all, but we are always in the best possible place. And we should be so joyous and happy
3: that we can't stop beaming from ear to ear with all that's being done for us. I know we're happy bumps this morning. If you counted your faith as money, we'd be millionaires. And how do you suppose
2: millionaires look? Do they Are they miserable? Do they kick around the dust and how's life? Well Could be better. Not too bad I've got this pain in my back and do you think that's how millionaires talk? Do you think that's how they act They beam How's life? Fantastic Do you know? Couldn't be better.
3: Glad you asked. Marvelous. And that's how we should be when people say, how are you?
2: Fantastic. I've got the Lord on my side. And I'm tickety-boo. Has any of you ever heard of a man called Napoleon Hill wrote a book in about the 1920s or 30s called Think and Grow Rich. Now, well worth reading. He was a man in the Depression in America in the 20s or 30s, like I say, who was taken under the wing by, was it Carnegie? Uh, By Andrew Carnegie, the, the steel magnate in America. And he discovered what he classed to be The Secret of Wealth. And he interviewed a hundred wealthy men in America, people like Henry Ford, Carnegie, blah 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 And he created this book of The Secret of Growing Rich. Now, there is no secret about growing rich. That's another story. But he has this wonderful little phrase that says, we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with.
3: We become the average
2: of the five people we spend the most time with. So who do we spend five people do we spend the most time with? And do we spend, are we becoming like them? In some ways, it's a great thing, but in other ways, it can be quite worrying. And this is why thugs who grow up in a thug-like mentality and a thug-like state are more likely to become thugs. And people who have a more privileged education and privileged background are more likely to become privileged and more educated and better because of the, 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 what they surround themselves with. So who do we spend the most time with? I would love to say Oh I spend the time surrounded by the Master and the Apostles and and the, the disciples and yes I I I surround myself with, with the Bible but I'd be a liar if I said that. I'd like to, but I can't. I do my best. But it's something worth aspiring to to think about who you spend time with. I meant to say this at the start and we're going to have a this uh, I can only imagine him in two ticks so if you want to come to the front, please. Um, I chose this hymn, this song A, because I can because I love being at Old Trafford and I love the freedom that it gives being able to have a hymn halfway through an excitation and it be Absolutely normal and not something that is frowned upon. And I also love this song because it ties up the uh, in my mind when I was thinking about this exhortation of the two types of people. It gives a the, the 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 dichotomy, the two frames of mind of what are we going to do when we see the master. In that great and glorious day when he appears to us. How are we going to behave? What are we going? To, how are we going to react? I mean not behave. How are we going to react? Are we going to be able to stand before him? Will we sing hallelujah? Or will we fall to our knees? Will we be able to speak at all? And I can only imagine. So we're going to sing this.
3: Well done, everyone. As
2: you gathered, I can't sing at all. But thank you very much, Ben, for that. There are two types of people that when faced with the same decision, one will choose the
3: right way and one will choose the wrong. Adam and Eve had a decision to make.
2: Whether to accept the right way The way that would enable them to continue to have a close and loving relationship with the Almighty and his angels, to live a life of closeness, of two-way
3: communication,
2: or the way that separated them and their descendants from the Almighty for thousands of years.
3: Then there is the one person, the one and only person who put the will of his God and his Father above his
2: will and his desires, who when faced with a similar decision to Adam,
3: he chose the right way.
2: I don't think that in the Garden of Gethsemane Jesus was praying for the crucifixion to be removed from him. But I think it was the mental torment in giving in to his own will that Jesus was fighting against. Just think about it. For three years he'd been doing his father's will. It was nearly over so agonizingly close to the end. And yet, what a horrible thing was in front of him. The crucifixion, the worst possible method of, of, ext- of, um, uh, um, the worst method, way of dying, of putting someone to death, was in front of him. Surely there was another way. There had to be. What? Mary loved him. He knew that. Surely he can escape now, go from the garden, set up a life with her, raise a family, do a bit of fishing, a bit of preaching, a bit of healing. I mean, you know, surely after three years, what more could be asked of him? He'd done enough, hadn't he? Surely there was another way. Wasn't that good enough?
3: Did he really have to be crucified?
2: This, I believe, is the battle that Jesus went through. That night, his will, his own thoughts, his own temptations, his own will against his father's will. Do I give in and do what I want, or do I do what my father has asked of me? And yet, Jesus what he had to do, nevertheless, Lord, not my will but thine be done. Can you see how this momentous decision is the exact mirror image of the Garden of Eden? When Adam and Eve put their will before God's will and the rift that separated man from God opened up, here in the Garden of Gethsemane that rift was healed and man could approach again Unto their Father, unto our God, and converse with Him. Like the exhortation two weeks ago, talking about the holy place. We can enter into it. Not just saddling, not standing in the corners, not standing in the shadows, not creep under the curtain, not be apologetic for being there. But we can walk in invited in, wanted in, standing there in confidence that our God and Father and Jesus gives to us. We can be wanted there. When is a building built? What I mean is, I don't mean when one's wanted, when are the foundations dug,
3: when in the mind of the architect it's finished.
2: The architect has the vision, sees the plans, has it in their mind of what the building will be like when it's finished. They've walked through it. They know the way the doors are going to open, which way which they the hung, where the light switches, where the sockets, what the kitchen's going to look like, what the fixtures, the fixtures are going to be, what tiles are going to be used, what colour render. They know what that building is like. It is finished in their mind. But to the JCB driver, it's just a muddy field. And yet in the mind of the architect, it's a real building. Try explaining predestination and foreknowledge to a person who sees God's time as a progression from past to future. As far as God is concerned, we're in the kingdom right now. God has planned the kingdom. It's finished. It's there. As far as God
3: is concerned...
2: So as we take these emblems, this simple loaf of bread, this simple cup of wine, we should be seeing the two types of person.
3: The son of God and the son of man,
2: who laid down his life, both physically and mentally, so that we,
3: So that we, whom he did predestine, he also called. And whom he called, them also he justified. And whom he justified,
2: them he also glorified. Now I know that we, as we're standing here in 2017, are waiting for the last part. But I believe that to God, it's already happened. So in Colossians verse 10, so put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him in this new life. It doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, Circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilised, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, all of us.
3: Since God,
2: to be the holy people he loves, gentleness and patience. So to conclude, there are two types of people in this world. Those who grasp with both hands the wonderful offer of salvation and worship and praise God and his Son who see these emblems as reminders of the pain and suffering he went through and the glories to come. And those who just shrug their shoulders and wander off to a pointless, devoid life devoid of the inworking of God. I know which one I am,
3: don't you? Thank you.
4: So
0: here we are, all kinds of people. just going to focus on one person, on Jesus. The unique Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. And as we share this meal to remember his death and his resurrection, Roger's going to come and offer a word of prayer for us.
4: Thank you, Father, for your love and your grace shown to all of us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you in all ways followed the plan that your Father had designed. And we pray, Father, that we will always Take seriously the words which we read in Scripture at this time. These emblems, the bread which speaks to us, but the body of our Lord and Saviour, broken for us. And so, dear Father, as we take a portion of bread, may our thoughts, our minds, be centred upon that sacrifice of Jesus, of his Death, his resurrection, and also, dear Father, for that wonderful hope of be seeing Jesus when he comes again. So please bless this bread as we pass it through one to the other. For this we ask in and for the fully exalted name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus. Amen.
0: This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Before we share the wine, Phil's going to come and offer a word of prayer for us.
5: Father God, this morning we have focused on two different types of people. Those who are positive, those who are negative. Those who try and show the fruits of the Spirit in their lives and those who don't and those who look up and those who look down and at this point in time we look up to the Lord Jesus like eagles. We look up to Him on that cross and how He died and as we partake of this up of wine together we do pray lord that we'll always look up to jesus lord jesus help us to look up to you in our lives in everything we do bless this wine to us we pray because we ask it in the name of jesus amen
0: dear children let us not love
3: with words or tongue actions and in truth
0: I'm not sure who the uh, the five people are that I spent the most time this week, <clears throat> but in a week of end of year celebrations and all sorts of work related stuff, I suspect the average is quite low, which is one of the nice things about coming here. You can get your averages up, can't you? Um, I like uh, I like, for instance, Tim's enormous enthusiasm, and uh, I'm going to take that home from today, and I'd like us to share it in the singing of this song. Um, it's not just heads down there is a redeemer Jesus God's own son we're looking to the son of God who's risen um, who was born who lived a perfect life died for us and is, is risen again there is a redeemer Jesus God's own son precious lamb of God Messiah Holy One we had some Christmas jumper jays. I can see one or two in the audience today I decided not to wear mine Mine won, won the, uh, the ugliest Christmas jumper competition. We had the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, I think they were talking about the jumper. <laughs> Again, in Colossians from the message version, there's a, a fantastic description, regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. It just struck me that this week, um, after we've had our fill of a meal today, there will be lots of people working hard to deliver food for food banks and for subscription meals for people who are too poor to go to Waitrose or Asda and buy their own food. If we take it seriously that we wear love as our all-purpose garment, then this becomes the subconscious, doesn't it? It becomes the way we are. And people don't need to hear the words that we say. They need to see the things that we do and see the way that we behave. And my prayer is that we will take this away and be subconsciously for Jesus. Keep him at the centre of our lives. Let's stay seated for a minute and sing, Jesus, be the centre, be my source, be my light. Right, Let's all stand for this final hymn, um, after which John is going to close in prayer for us. Um, this is a, a hymn that really is about looking up to the things of Jesus, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. We're coming back to the heart of worship, and it's
3: all about Jesus.
4: Holy Father, I look up and I see scaffolding. And that's good. But we've got to look up and see
3: you. Father, you make your face to shine on us. Thank you. You make your face to shine on us. And you're gracious to us. Lord Jesus, oh,
4: you turn your face to us always. You turn your face to us and you give us peace. Father, I look into my heart and it doesn't make me too proud or too joyful, but I look at your face and I look into your heart and see love and compassion, mercy, and forgiveness that was always there right from the beginning, Lord. Thank you. Bless us richly, Lord, and help us to show love to each other and to others. Thank you. Amen.